Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of A Mismash of Mara, where I talk about whatever I want, whenever I want. I'm your host, Mara Beck, and today we will be diving into the world of home farming and sustainability. This episode was recorded over Zoom, so if the audio sounds a little bit off, that's why. Joining us today is Megan Ball. Megan's journey into the world of sustainability is not just a hobby, it's a way of life. When given the opportunity to live on several acres of land in Powhatan, Virginia, her and her husband began a garden which provides them with fresh, organic fruits and veggies. But it doesn't stop there. Megan and her husband are proud beekeepers and own several chickens and goats. Her very own backyard provides her with sustenance rather than processed foods from the grocery store. I hope everyone takes a little bit of wisdom away from what Megan has to say today. And without further ado, grab your gardening gloves and let's get into it. What inspired you to start home farming and how has your journey been so far? Essentially, I've kind of always been interested in, you know, growing things and taking care of animals. It kind of started actually when I was in my townhouse. My husband and I would, you know, kind of take the seeds out of things that we gotten from the grocery store and plant them and have little tomato plants. And if you go to the grocery store and get green onions, once you use them up, you can pop them in a glass of water and they regrow. So it started kind of with with smaller things like that. And then when we had the opportunity to buy a house out in the country, country, quote unquote, we ended up getting about five acres of land and we're able to kind of expand that into really growing food for ourselves and being able to get chickens and bees and goats and just really kind of expand the ability for us to live off of the land. And I mean, you know, ideally not grocery shop as much, even though, you know, unfortunately brownies don't come out of the ground. So <laughs> you already kind of touched on what animals you raise, but share what it's like to take care of these animals on a daily basis. When anything is a baby, it's going to take a lot more time to care for. Now that we've had all of our animals for a little bit longer, it's it's pretty self-sufficient. So I'll start with the chickens. Like when we first got them, they needed to be under a, a heat lamp. You know, they were teeny tiny little fluffy chicks and had to be under heat lamp with getting water changed every day, monitoring for any sorts of, of illness. They're really susceptible to illness when they're that young and little. So it was really an everyday thing, making sure that they were happy and healthy and growing as they should. And now that they are over a year old, they're outside now, they're in their their coop with their run. We set it up so that we have waterers and chicken feeders that are larger than, you know, what they can consume in one day. So really we go out there every other day to collect eggs, but it's it's pretty great because, you know, we can go away for a long weekend and not worry about the chickens. The bees are pretty similar. In the winter, you don't do anything, so we haven't done anything with them in the past couple of months. Once it starts to get a little bit warmer, we'll start to go in and do bee checks, essentially. They're just kind of bi-weekly maintenance. We go into the hive, make sure everything's running smoothly, making sure that the queen's laying eggs, making sure nobody's uh, trying run away and that they're they're getting their honey stores getting ready you know for the next winter because that's kind of their job and then with the goats again we got them from a friend actually so they were a little older so we didn't have to go through that whole baby process but now they're just like chickens we have the the hay set up for them 
so that, you know, we don't have to go and refill it every day. They've got a big old pile that they're able to, to eat when they want, snack all the time. And then their enclosure is set up so that they've got plenty of enrichment and toys and able to keep them safe without checking on them 24-7. We also have cameras angled at all of our bees, our chickens, and our goats. So that way, if we do go out of town or, you know, we're, we've popped out for a little bit, we can check on everything and make sure that it's all operating smoothly. What are the primary benefits you've experienced from practicing home farming, especially in terms of sustainability? The biggest thing is, for me, is like kind of knowing where your food is coming from, right? So if you're going to the grocery store and you're getting a, a pack of eggs, those eggs have been floating around the country for who knows how long. Eggs are kind of one of those things that they last for a really long time. And by the time they get to us in a grocery store, they're, they can be up to six months old at that time. So I, you know, by having chickens and raising chickens, we, we have 20 chickens. So we get about 12 eggs a day which is a lot of eggs, but we know exactly where they've come from. We know what they're eating. It's it's more about knowing where everything's coming from. Uh, with our fruits and veggies that we grow, we definitely see a little bit of cost savings there. And it's, it's great because, you know, you're not just going out to the grocery store and getting a pack of strawberries. That's going to, you know, if you get one pack every week for the for the whole 52 little plastic containers that are going out into the world. So whereas if you just pick them off of your bush out front, you can pick however many you need for that time. You don't have those last three that are going mushy in the fridge because you didn't eat them. You know, you're just able to kind of grab what you need when you need it instead of getting everything from the grocery store in one go and then hoping that you can eat it all before it goes bad. Now, not to say that I haven't left a strawberry on the bush for too long. That does happen, but it's great because you can just throw that right into your compost pile. And so it goes all right back into the food and what you are, are eating again. So that mushy strawberry is now helping grow the next new strawberry. How do you manage the waste produced by your animals, especially like manure in a way that aligns with all these sustainability practices? Because we also garden, it's really easy. It just goes right into the compost. Right now we keep our chickens on pine shavings. So we kind of clean them out of the coop. We do a really good cleaning probably about once a month and lighter cleanings throughout the month. And it all just kind of goes into our compost pile. We turn that semi-regularly and that gets spread out into our soil before we do our big crop of the year, I guess. So before we start all of our serious planting, that kind of gets laid out into the soil. We till that up so it gets all mixed in and you can kind of like supplement with that compost as they're growing as well. How do you educate yourself and stay informed about all these best practices for sustainable management of your home farming? So, I mean, we have a lot of friends that live similar lives, so we get a, we share a lot of information that way. For the bees, we actually are a part of a beekeeping club. We attend monthly meetings and uh, learn more about how to care for our bees, make sure that they're happy and healthy, doing what they're supposed to be doing, and learning all about all of the, the sort of pest management, um, you know, because you can't, you can't use as much you know, pesticides, obviously, because that can harm the bees and, you know, the chickens and the goats and the all of the good stuff. So learning about uh, different ways to stop the ticks from spreading in the yard without harming the bees. And our bee club is really great for that. It's a lot of people that are out here 
in the country that have been doing this a lot longer than we have. So they're they're really a wealth of knowledge. And then of course, good old good old Google. If we don't know something, we type it into the internet and see what we can find out. A lot of a lot of YouTube University up here. Love it. You mentioned you also have dogs. Is it difficult to manage dogs with bees and chickens and goats? You know, I, my husband was actually really worried when we first got the bees that one of our dogs was going to chase after them and get stung to death because he desperately tries to chase all of the bugs in the yard. He's never caught one, so he didn't need to be worried. But they pretty much leave leave each other alone. It's not kind of a symbiotic relationship, you know, like with the chickens when we go clean out the chicken coop, all the dogs get an egg. That makes them very happy. The goats, luckily, they're a little bigger so that, you know, if anyone tries to get up in their grill, they can give them a swift kick. So far, hasn't happened yet, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, but when we first got the the chickens and put them outside, we were trying to free range. And unfortunately, uh, one of the dogs did get to them. So now they are safely put away in, in an enclosure. And it's it's just kind of learning how how they all interact together and you know he he wasn't trying to hurt them we hope we think but you know it's just managing all of that and making sure that there's the right fences in place and and separation when needed yeah with all this said have you saved any money through these practices I know you haven't been doing it for super long but will this help you save money in the long run at least so in the long run yes in the short term it's definitely um not a cost savings, you know, obviously getting everything all set up that costs money. There are obviously ways to do it a lot, a lot cheaper. I tend to like, you know, things to look a little nicer because, you know, we are, we are still, you know, in a house that we live in and I have to look out the window and see the chickens every day. So I want it to look nice when I look out the window. So, you know, that, that whole setup, the animals, of course, themselves cost money. When we were looking at, at goats, some of the ones we were trying to get, I mean, they go for, for upwards of $1,000. You know, eventually you do save that money, uh, but for us, it's it's more about the lifestyle and the animals and kind of knowing where our stuff comes from. So, I mean, and if you think about it, an organic chicken at the grocery store costs costs a good chunk of change, right? And so we know ours ours are organic, if you will, sort of free range, living a good life. So we kind of, you know, if you want to look at it cost savings that way, definitely. And with growing our own fruits and veggies, that definitely supplements. But again, it's just kind of that initial cost. We haven't really seen any savings just yet. Um, I'm sure talk to me again in five, 10 years, and I'll probably have a different story for you. Would you recommend this to other people to do? Absolutely. It is so rewarding watching the chickens. I, I'm literally staring at them right now. My office window looks right into the chicken coop. It's so great getting to watch them. The bees are so fun to have. My husband's really gotten into it. He's learned all this stuff about bees. He's really gone in. We had had to find all of our queen bees and mark them with a marking kit. Essentially, it's just kind of paint that you put on their butt um, so you can find them easier. Um, and he was so excited when he found his first queen bee, like had her in like a little jar running around. I did it. Look, this is the queen. I found her. So excited. It's it's all about, you know, kind of those little things. And if you don't have enough land or space to do it, 
go go vertical do a vertical garden in the window that's what I had in my my townhouse was just some some herbs and the tomato plants you know not everyone has to get goats and 20 chickens to to kind of live a more sustainable lifestyle we have uh, a few friends in the city that have you're allowed to have five I think hens no roosters because nobody wants a cock-a-doodle-doo when you live in apartments but you know just those little things and I mean five five chickens can make you know four or five eggs every day that's that's more than enough (laughs) 20 is too much let me tell you but you know just kind of being able to do it in smaller ways that you can incorporate into your lifestyle is it's so important you know we can't assume we all saw with with COVID you know the grocery store is shutting down not being able to get things as quickly and as easily as we're used to Um, so just kind of having the the backup of of stuff that you know where it came from you know where it is you know when it's going to get there you know whether that's keeping buying stuff in bulk from Sam's Club and (laughs) storing it in your freezer for the year um, there are different ways to kind of be sustainable and uh, make sure that you and your family are kind of protected when the future can be unknown. And lastly, what kind of advice would you give to others who are looking to begin their home farming journey of sustainability? Don't let your chickens free range in the backyard with your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, sort of. I mean, not, but uh you know just start start small and go from there you know we we started actually with the bees you know chickens are so good for the bees they eat all of you know kind of the pests that that bother them and yada yada and and then we kind of expanded from there and got the goats and my I had a little smaller garden and now it's expanding and we got a tractor and you know it just start small and see where it takes you it's that's really fun it's really you know interesting and you learn so much more than uh, watching it on TikTok. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on my podcast today. Of course. Anytime. Alrighty, y'all. That's it for today. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time on A Mismash Amara.